Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your usual hosts here, Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. Ben, how are we doing today? I'm I'm doing okay. Like I'd said to you just before we started recording, um, in my work it's coming up to a very busy period. Funnily enough, when uh, things go dark and cold, people realise that they need their electricity and boilers working. Yeah, so (laughs) it it does mean that me and my dad uh, do get a lot busier. Um, which is, you know, slightly unfortunate because things in board gaming get somewhat busier. It's almost like there's some big annual holiday where people exchange gifts coming up. and set it as the deadline for everything for that year. (laughs) As as if no one else thinks to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So um, on the Saturday when we're recording... um, it's, we're, we're getting so busy now that I'm having to work Saturdays. Yeah, so you're doing until, like six days a week. Yeah, up until Christmas. But um, I, I was working in a, a vet's today. Oh, right. And um, so you get all sorts of animals coming and going. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them are quite distressed. Um, so you you get kind of used to seeing that, you know. Like, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's... it's, 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 it's it's the animal equivalent of going to a hospital. No one's or, glad to go or the, to a or hospital. Or the dentist, right? Yeah. So you know, a lot of them are really unhappy. But I I saw an animal today that made me genuinely nervous. What was it? It was it was a vimerana, right? Right. Oh, okay. Right. Right. So quite big. Yeah, I I had uh, my family had a vimerana when I was very little. Well, I, they're, I do they're, remember. They're, you could you could put a saddle on one. Basically. They're a popular breed. Yeah, um, they are quite excitable. But this this was not like any Weimaraner I'd ever come across. Okay, right? it it came in and it, it was breathing really heavily, and its mouth was permanently hung open. And right, like, we're yeah. in Scotland, right? So it's not like it's hot. Yeah, yeah. It's so got it's no mouth- reason. It, it's no. got no reason to pant. No, like so it's, it's panting heavily, and it, its tongue's just lolling out mm. its mouth, and it's drooling everywhere. Aye. And its eyes were like really wide. Oh, yeah, like quite. You know, like um, you know the hyenas from the Lion King. Yeah. And there's the daft one, Ed. No. It was. He looked daft. like Ed. He looked like. Oh, Ed. poor thing. So he's just walking around, looking deranged, and the owner's talking to the receptionist, and then, <laughs> he just has a shit in the middle of the yeah. foyer. Just squeezes oh, no. one out. Oh, and my, my, oh and no! The, the the guy nearly backed up over it. My dad had to go. Oh, what? What's where you doing oh. It was yeah, a mess in, in every sense of the <laughs> oh, word. You know, and the mops came out, and the guys trying to scrape it up, and yeah. Look, there's um, yeah. This is one of the things that comes with pet ownership. Is uh, you have to clean up 
excrement. So I, who owns who, really? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, hopefully he's he or she is feeling better now. Anyway, it sounds like they were in a bad way, but um, I, I don't know. I don't know what was. I mean, I, I do feel quite bad, but. It was quite. He took, he took a dump in the middle of the room, which is kind of funny, though. Yeah, but it, this, you know, you know, like as far as animals go, right? Dogs are they have quite expressive faces. Mm, yeah, this was just like nothing was there. It was Aww. really strange, but in that kind of, it hadn't raided like the the vet supply of ketamine. Before he's just absolutely <laughs> fleeing, yeah. Before, before <laughs> yeah. they got in, but, yeah. He's just, he was just stoned at his box, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Well, uh, speedy recovery, little guy or girl. <laughs> so it was, it was a guy, his name was Edmund. All right, Edmund, yeah. It's a, a very formal name, might for edit a dog. that out just in case the owner's listening, right. but. I think we're fine. Um, So, uh, aside from uh, working in vets and uh, getting, yeah, uh, what what else have you been up to? Um, Gaming wise, I've not been up to so much as far as tabletop goes. Aye, because uh, <laughs> yeah, Josh is laughing because he already knows what's coming. But um, for for those of you who are plugged into the video gaming scene, you, you may or may not be aware that a game called Red Dead Redemption Two mm-hmm. came out, um, and I I may have been playing it somewhat. How many hours? I, let's not talk about okay. that. Okay, <laughs> let's not talk about that. Um, the, the first step is admitting that there's a problem. Yeah, well, is it a problem if you're having fun though? I'm, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure most addicts have fun while they're doing that thing. <laughs> well, I don't know, like, because they get the come down and all yeah. that. Anyway, it's it's a. Have you experienced a come down after stopping playing Red Dead? Not a come down, but it, it's it's weird. Like, like, all joking aside, for a minute, the 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 game world that they've created is so immersive mm. that. I have moments where I sit and I think about it and I feel a sense of sadness that that, that world is gone. All right. Because it's it's set in 1899, mm. right, which is pretty much when the whole Manifest Destiny thing fully takes hold in America. Yeah, yeah but, and the, they settle the, yeah. the rest of that continent, basically. Yeah. And, um, I don't know, I just, it's kind of sad that there's no true wilderness anymore, you know? I don't know, you could go to, like, the steppes of Asia. Yeah. Just fancy taking yourself off to Mongolia, maybe. You could go to Postal Park. <laughs> it's a little closer. Yeah. Um, Certainly wild. Aye, yes, for different reasons. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, well, I, I've, I've heard very good things. and it, it look, I'm, I'm not really a video gamer, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I used to be. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Just kind of moved away from it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I much prefer my my cardboard. Well, I hadn't been playing for counters. months, and then this game came out, and I thought I'll pick it up, mm. and I was just hooked. You just hooked, aye. But but for all the snobbery that there sometimes is um, from people in tabletop with regards mm. to video games, for me is a stark reminder that video games provide experiences that the tabletop just can't. Aye. And vice well, it's, versa. It's, I was just going to say it's true both ways, yeah. and design from one informs the other. 
as well. That's true. Um, again, both ways. Yeah. See, I've always maintained the original DLC uh, or, or loot crate was the Magic the Gathering yeah. booster pack. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and you know, that's been around in tabletop for twenty-five years now. So, it's true, yeah. Uh, whereas it's only become such a thing in video games yeah. recently. But um, but yeah, I, I've I've uh, I've been playing a bit more Pathfinder and mm-hmm. uh, a bit more Magic: The Gathering. We'll get to that in a moment. But what what news do we want to cover off before we crack on? Well, you mentioned earlier Christmas coming up, so. Um, there's a whole ream of releases that mm-hmm. have followed after Essen. Um, but um, as far as stuff that um, ourselves and our listeners are probably interested in, um, Fantasy Flight um, have brought out a, a couple of big games. They've got um, Arkham Horror 3rd Edition yep. is now out in the wild, uh, along with Discover Lands mm-hmm. Unknown, which is the first of Fantasy Flight's unique games. Yes. So it's... Um, for those of you that don't know what the unique games are, Josh and myself can each buy a copy of Discover Lands Unknown and they'll have different components mm-hmm. in them. Just kind of a neat idea. Yeah. Um, you know, the, part, the cynical part of me is like, it, it's just a shameless... <laughs> what did, well, I know how we can sell more games. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, like you say, it's, it's, it's kind of neat, you know, there's maybe a certain argument about replay value, but again, it's like, well, the replay value that you're talking about in that context is linked intrinsically mm. to uh, the 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 marketability of unique yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, and the other unique game is due out imminently as well, Keyforge. Keyforge, that, yeah. That, that uh, comes next, out sometime over the next couple of weeks. Yes. I know that they're doing the pre-releases mm-hmm. um, over this coming week. As of recording, so um, we might try and pop down. I want, I want, I want to at least try it. I mean, it's yeah. a Richard, it's a card game by Richard Garfield, so it's worth giving a go. Um. I'll need to try and source them, but allegedly, um, some of the decks have been recalled. Already, oh, really? and it's because. Um, Again, like you're saying, uh, Keyforge also a unique mm-hmm. game. Um, every deck box that you buy in this game contains a completely unique deck. Yes. Um, to that end, apparently they all have uh, randomly generated names based okay. on what is in them, and some of them allegedly feature some unfortunate uh, pairings oh, of words. God. <laughs> So, they, <laughs> apparently it's like 0.05 of the amount printed. That's what Fantasy Flight are saying. 0.05 of, like, I don't know how many copies they're printing, though. That amounts to some number. <laughs> it, it, it will be at least thousands, I would yeah. imagine. But um, they, they've they said to people, if you send them back, they'll send you two decks. Oh, nice. But if you're on a deck with, one of these these names apparently some of them are howlers. Can can we can can we say any of them on the podcast? I I have not yet sourced. Oh right, them, but we need um, to find. Them. Yeah. So well, and if you know of any of them, please let us know. Yeah. It was only it was only the news announcement that that I had seen, <laughs> and I think I think Fantasy Flight are trying to. They're obviously trying to get rid of this. Like, right? just yeah. like, how did they let that happen? Well, it did. <laughs> um, 
so yeah, if if you know of any of the the names of That's some amazing. of these decks that have been recalled, then please let us know. Because yeah, because we want a laugh. <laughs> we we will read them out on the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. Unless they, uh, I I don't know how it, they. I I don't know how bad they are, but yeah. yeah. So I don't know if I want to commit to reading them out. Like, I I I don't know. I think that could be good. Yeah. Well, uh, there we go. Well, it, it is a computer that's done it, so no one's to blame. <laughs> a computer might have done it. Someone could that's have That's what Fantasy the... Flight are saying. Oh, so... the computer did it. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Yes, so as you are uh, listening to this right now, um, the uh, most recent Pro Tour for Magic the Gathering will have happened in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh-huh. Um, we're, it's happening as we are recording this, so we don't know who's won it just yet. Uh, but the nice thing is, uh, very, very diverse format, lots of different decks okay. uh, making a showing, which has been a stark contrast to recent times, where there's just been two or three decks across the hundreds of participants yeah. that actually made an impact. So it's a nice little tidbit, and I'm still enjoying playing Guilds of Ravnica. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know you don't like Magic the Gathering, so it's... <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm sure people out, out there listening will appreciate the, the <laughs> information. But... So that, that's the latest on Magic. Yeah. There we go. Uh, anything else been happening in the news? So we've got Glasgow Games Festival. Yes. Um, for people in the Strathclyde area, maybe just beyond, we've got that happening on the 17th of November. Royal Concert Hall yep. in uh, Glasgow, um, right in the city centre. We we went last year. It was okay. Yeah. Um, the, the funny thing is, I always feel like, I feel like it should be much bigger. Mm-hmm. Given that you know we are in Scotland's most popular city, you would think this would be the big convention for Scotland, right? For Scotland, and then also to be fair, um, it should probably be pulling some people up from the north of England as well. Yeah, it's not too far. Um, that being said, though, uh, when we went last year, it gave us a great opportunity to try some prototype games out, and uh, we're looking forward to seeing some of the familiar faces there with their. Where's? Yeah, definitely. Looking forward to meeting up with some friends. But as far as the event itself go, um, or as far as the event itself goes, um, I hope first of all that there's more retailers there. Yes. Uh, it'd be nice to see more, um, more retailers involved, more retailers selling their wares. Um, I hope there's just more people there in general, mm-hmm. because the amount of people um in the lead up to and after Glasgow Games Festival, um that were actively involved in tabletop in the Glasgow area that were not aware that it was happening but was quite baffling. Yeah. Um, so ho- hopefully they've upped the ante a wee bit Aye. for this year. Looking forward to it, though. Looking yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, it I'm sure it will be in- enjoyable, but as you say, I, I feel like it could be... It could be bigger. Yeah. So, um, I think that wraps it up for news-wise. Um, oh, we was there one do... other thing? Yes, there is. Um, Blackstone Fortress. Oh, yes. That has uh, gone up for pre-order now, has it? Yep. So, Blackstone Fortress is the latest iteration of Warhammer Quest by Games Workshop. Except it's Warhammer Quest in space. Yep. And it's the, it's the first time we're going to space, yeah. which is pretty neat. Um, 
to and be clear, it's set in the 40k universe. Yeah. So they, they, they haven't somehow built a ship, spaceship in Age of Sigma. <laughs> Do you know what's really interesting though? What? There's not a single space marine in the playable character. Yeah, that's uh, that's that is an interesting thing yeah. actually, given that's kind of like the the flagship for Warhammer 40k. Bit too powerful, maybe. Possibly, but maybe they were also just wanting to have something a, a bit, bit different. A bit more diverse. Because um, pretty much all of the promotional models for 40k are Space Marines. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how distinct they would have been able to mm. make a Space Marine for a game like this. Because um, particularly um, with Warhammer Quest, they seem to want to have something a little bit more bespoke. Because the Silver Tower characters were all, um, yeah, very unique. Unique to that yeah. that game, at least initially. Um, the the main characters are Rogue Trader. Oh yeah, nice. Which is nice. Um, he looks very sort of Victorian. So with the, with the I, I've seen him. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. I like it. It's almost. It's got a very steampunk yeah. look to him. Um, There's a couple of I, I don't know what they call them in 40k. But they're like um, halflings. Uh, ratlings. A couple of ratlings. Um, there's a crute uh, rifleman, by the looks of yep. The crew, uh, one of the races that part of the Tau Empire. Yeah, they're this slightly more primitive mm-hmm. race, sort of uh, hunter, animal handler mm-hmm. type um, folk. They, always, they remind me a bit of um, like a race you would get in Abe's Odyssey. Yeah, I, I know what you. I yeah. know what you're getting at. Yeah, yeah. And then there's a couple others that I'm. I'm not quite sure what they are. And there's an Eldar, uh, or Eldari, whatever they're called now, sharpshooter. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she looks like a elf space ranger. <laughs> so. There we go. Yeah. Um. What What's interesting about this one is not just the fact that it's set in in space in this in the eponymous. Uh, Blackstone Fortress. Um, it uses hexes. Oh, rather than just squares. Yeah. Okay. So I think the movement's going to hopefully be a wee bit more... A bit more fluid. A bit more dynamic. Yeah. Um, so I, I imagine we will play that at some point. Almost um, oh, certainly, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, probably sometime over the next couple of months. Um, but uh looks exciting. It's, yeah. n- it's nice to see that they're they're keeping up their stride with Warhammer mm-hmm. Quest because it it's always been one of the uh the the more well loved um specialist games specialist yeah. games and the you know f- for those of you in, who are maybe a little bit um longer in the tooth you maybe remember it as Hero Quest mm-hmm. um it's been around for a long time um and it's it's not just a great enjoyable game if you like games, I, it it seems to me as though um, it it's got a special place as a gateway game. Yeah. Because um, I know a lot of people that got it uh, way back when they graduated to D and D and stuff mm-hmm. like that from Hero Quest, so um, it's great to have it back. Yeah, yeah. So looking forward to giving that a go. Just one final thing, uh, Charlotte is going to be at uh, the Swap Market 
next weekend. Well, I don't know if she'll be at it because, unfortunately, it conflicts with Glasgow Games Festival. Ah, yes. But um, you are right, Swap Shop on Victoria Road in Govan Hill, um, which is the south side of Glasgow, are doing a special promotion whereby if you trade in board games, you can get three points. There we go. Uh, to buy anything yeah. that they offer. Yeah, you so. can you can get things like um, they do classes. You mm-hmm. can use it to purchase other stuff. Um, so it certainly seems an interesting little thing, the, the swap shop. I've yet to go down and check it out. But yep. A great little community-driven initiative. There we are. The looks of things. So, uh, so that's happening next weekend as well. Yeah. So. Right on to on to gaming. What have we been up to? Um, it feels like it was ages. I, I suppose it was a while ago, but we actually haven't recorded a podcast since it happened. Uh, I had uh, we had a Halloween session for our Pathfinder campaign. Okay. Right. So uh, we have returned back to our village. Uh, and on our journey back, we had two uh, people join us, right? Uh, a, a guy and his uh, so uh, apparently brother. His brother was huge but yeah. dim-witted. Sounds wholesome. Yeah. Uh, but they were fine. Nothing suspicious at all. Anyway, it turns out um, that... A while ago, and this is before my I had my first character, the sheriff Ellard, who was the traitor, and he got killed off. He got killed uh, in a crypt because there was some cultists trying to resurrect the dead. As, this as is cult- do. cultists doing what cultists do. Cultists, yeah, exactly. Cultists be cultists, yeah. as the saying goes. <laughs> um, well, it turns out it was that cult. Yeah. Uh, and they had come back. They tracked us down. We didn't. Well. Orland didn't know who the hell they were anyway. So, so was the big dim-witted brother just three cultists like on top of one no, another? He was a... uh, an anti-paladin. Oh, okay. um, a dark he, knight. Yeah. Who uh, He didn't kill Ellard. He killed one of Barry's former characters with a giant cursed axe. So do, do, do they call them anti-paladins? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's a, a specific class yeah. name in Pathfinder. But it's pretty close to what most other people would maybe recognise as like a Dark Knight. Yeah, and basically. I'm not, I'm not sure what they would call them in D&D, but... Um, I think they're anti-paladins in D&D are they? as well. Yeah. But in, in, in Final Fantasy, it's the Dark Knight, which yeah, yeah. is an outcast paladin. Yeah, yeah. Basically, it's it's a paladin, but your alignment is not good. You are evil. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, the, the cultist leader was uh, the other guy, and he was the one who'd killed Ellard. And in what in a touch that I thought was really, really cool, Tom had they had resurrected Ellard and he was a zombie lord. Oh. Yeah. So we got to fight my old character uh in zombie form. Which was really fun. It was it was a very well done scenario as well, because what had happened was in the middle of the night, um they were casting a spell to entrance the rest of the village uh-huh. and they had formed an angry mob. Um, while they were doing shenanigans, yeah. uh, I, but uh, it was really cool. Anyway, everything turned out fine. Okay. Uh, we managed to get him, kill my old character, and uh, yeah, normality. I think has been restored. We actually kind of just cut as soon as the fighting finished. So, oh, hopefully everything's fine. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're gonna like 
come back to the next session. Oh, you all died, by the way, yeah. after the, the fight finished. <laughs> Assassins killed you in your sleep. The, the end. end. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bit like when you see those films where they like try to tie the, the ending up a bit too quickly towards the end. And you're a bit like, what, what wait, just wait, happened? Wait, what? Yeah. Well, they do that in Layer Cake. Have you ever seen Layer Cake? I've not seen Layer Cake, but the one that I was thinking of was um, Howl's Moving Castle. Oh, yeah. When the scarecrow at the end was like, ah, I was I'm, the prince I all was along. the prince all along. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, it like was a bit weird. Yeah. It's Miyazaki, though. Yeah, like, so. And uh, that that's that was the end. Yep. Everyone's just sitting <laughs> yeah. there kind of dumbfounded. Look. Well, I enjoyed it, but what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, that was pretty, but I don't know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you feel like you've been on, like, some weird trip mm. by the end of that film. So I... Uh, but, yeah, so that that was uh, what's been going on in Pathfinder, so um, back to it. Um, so I, I've actually been playing a couple of miniatures games aye. since we last um, met up, which I haven't for a while, um, so it was nice. Um well, you, you've you've played probably as much Underworlds as I have. We, we've we've had a go at the the new warbands. Yeah, we, if, if those of uh, you didn't catch it, we we live streamed us uh, having a crack at the new warbands. Uh, they're really fun. Yeah, uh, I I do really like the goblins. Yeah, and uh, we we had a go of them afterwards as well because you I think I got very lucky against Tom you curb stomped Tom yeah Sorry, Tom. but I think that uh, that fanatic I, I got very lucky with the rolling there because I, I think managed so. to just splatter but at the but same was... time the fact that you roll four dice and use three of them it does mean that you have a little bit more control mm. than you do over other scatter mechanics in, no. in the game um but the uh, they they died in their droves to the the curse breakers the the poor goblins. Yeah, that was not pretty. I thought I was doing all right actually because I did manage to kill one of your guys, but that just seemed to make the rest of them really angry and they they just absolutely annihilated. Because that it was um, Amis, it was mm. one of the evocators. Because there's only three in the curse breaker war band, but the. Um, I don't think you killed any of the curse breakers. I think it oh, was the it was the Zinch ones. Oh. Because we only got into yeah. the second round uh, against the curse breakers, and you were like, "I'm done." Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> she killed three in one go by herself. Oh god, yeah, that's right. I was just like, <laughs> yeah. I was just a bit sick there. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Just, just, <laughs> just to remind you, just, you know. Yeah. 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 But the. You know some really neat new mechanics in the game. Um, at first, we we felt like the Zinch Warband was a bit pants, but but having tried them again, um, there see, I think there's a there's a way to use them. Yeah, it, I think it's just because it's very different yeah. from every like all the warbands that have come before them, which is great. It's nice to have a it, bit of diversity. Yeah, it does feel like one of those warbands. That's maybe a little bit more reliant on its leader than mm, some of the others. Maybe, and I I know that not everyone likes that, but you you can make those sorts of warbands work very well for yeah. you. Um, the uh, the chosen axes is a, a great example yeah, of that's that, true. and also um, the uh, scritch warband, the Skaven, mm -hmm. they they're a little bit like that, where you're a bit more reliant on your leader than some of the others. Mm -hmm. But um. 
yeah, really enjoying Underworlds. Looking forward to seeing the the two new war bands because they um they've revealed another war band mm-hmm. which we forgot to mention, which is the the Godsworn Hunt. Oh, this is the um, the Sylvaneth. No, 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 Sylvaneth, no, no. Sorry. no this is other the, elfie um, stuff. Dryads, dryads. No, it's the other Chaos Warband. Oh, oh, this is the unaligned Chaos. I thought they were gonna. I thought they were revealing a Dryad one. Oh, no, they will, but not yet. Right. So I this th- is the unaligned Chaos uh, yeah, Warband, isn't th- it? Th- this is probably what old old school. Um, Games Workshop fans will recognise as Chaos Warriors. Chaos United, yeah, if you will. Yeah, it's it's the they're barbarians. Yeah, basically, they which is great to see that sort of thing back. Eighties hair metal barbarians, you know. Yeah, playing guitar solos, bitching yeah. guitar solos at that. So I'm I'm you know it's gonna gonna be good seeing how they work alongside mm-hmm. the um uh, is it Molog's Mob. Yeah, the troll on his pals. Yeah. <laughs> so, really enjoying that game. A great example of how to do an expansion well. Yeah. Add some interesting things. But don't... Don't upset the balance. Don't don't, don't try and reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but as far, as far as the other miniatures game I've been playing, I, I finally got to play Kill Team with Tom. Yeah, how'd it go? Um, I, I won, but I, I think Tom was being... Pretty generous, okay. <laughs> considering it was my 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 first game. Uh, for one, he decided to use Imperial Guard, mm-hmm. so that he didn't have anything too, too weird. Fancy. Or, yeah, 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 because it's pretty much the two most vanilla um, war bands you could Aye. have got. It was Space Marines and, and Guard. Guardsmen. Um, I loved it. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. Do you ever think you would enjoy anything set in the 41st millennium? I did not, but I was able to quantify why I enjoyed this. Okay. I hate vehicles. Just just, just in general? <laughs> well, I do. I mean, anyone that knows me, I, I can rant for a while about the fact that there's too many cars in the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just like, like tanks are boring. You think so? Yeah, and see, seeing Star Wars, see the dog fights. Mm-hmm. It was the most boring bit in those films for me. You, you, oh. And I know I've just angered so many oh, people, but me as well. They're the best. They are the worst. No, I want, I want a Star Wars film about like an X-wing squad. That's what I want. Like no, Battle of Hoth, man. The, That's amazing. The only vehicles that are cool are. Pirate ships. It's, it's almost not really a vehicle, though. Yeah, it is a vehicle. Yeah, though. strictly speaking. Yeah. It was the vehicle for several hundreds of years. Right. All right. Mad Max. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. Yeah. They were cool. They're really awesome. Yeah, but it's because it's like over the top. Yeah. And the thing is, although there's vehicles, there's like guys like throwing fire bottles, and they've got all these mad weapons. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit more to it than that. Tanks are boring. <laughs> they don't even look nice. Uh, and that's you know, why that's why I could never quite get into forty k. It was too industrial. Right. Whereas kill team, it's just the dudes. Yeah. I can get behind that. 
I don't have to paint a tank or a drop pod. <laughs> so you're happy with it just being infantry? Yeah, because, do you know, see see when it's like tanks and stuff and the whole industrial thing, mm-hmm. it's pretty close to modern day for all it is the 41st millennium. That uh, tank technology has not got a lot better. <laughs> it's not got a lot <laughs> As it better. Turns out. It's not got a lot better, but we do live in quite a depressing industrial world, right? And it's like I don't need to be reminded of that, thanks. Well, on that cheery note, yeah. we, should we maybe bring this to a close? Well, well I'll, in I'll, conclusion, I'll quickly, I'll quickly share some thoughts yeah. on Kill Team before I do. Um, first of all, I think it's ruined wasteland warfare for me. Okay. I, I think I think there's only room in my life for one futuristic skirmish game, and I feel like the rules for Kill Team are so clever and so polished mm. that. Wasteland Warfare, with all of its tokens and all of its it cards... It feels not, a bit clumsy, a bit cluttered. I think so. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, Kill, granted, Kill Team has cards and tokens, but it's way more streamlined. And the, the use of the tokens is completely optional. And yeah. they do tell you that. It's just there to remind you of things. Yeah. And you, you can actually have your roster with all your stuff on it. Mm-hmm. And you can just assemble the deck so that it's just the um, tactics that you're going to be using. Mm-hmm. Um, a really elegant system. The flesh wound system is so clever. Yeah. Because when I first looked at it and saw that the most wounds that um, most models have is two, I was like, "This is going to be a bloodbath." Yeah, but no. <laughs> but it, the the way that the the flesh wound system works is when when you take an unsaved wound, you roll a dice, mm-hmm. uh, and on a one two three, the models taken out, and on a four five six. Or yeah. it, might, it might be the other way around. But basically, it's a 50-50 chance that it's just a flesh wound. Yeah, and they'll fight on, basically. Yeah. But the flesh wounds affect their bravery. Yeah. So it's like as their guts are spilling out, their, their morale starts to waver. As it would. Yeah. It's such a simple but mm. such a clever system. So what it does mean is that you you get the odd chance with it. Because cover can improve the your odds yeah. of getting a flesh wound. So it does mean that you sometimes have guardsmen running around with three flesh wounds still going. <laughs> Just hobbling around. Yeah. Like, oh, oh. But it's it, it really evokes mm. the like the horror of like modern and future warfare where it's yeah. all centred around these horrible guns just shredding people up. Yeah. Um the the cover system really smart. Mm-hmm. Um the way the movement works. And the fact that verticality is incorporated in the base rules, not just advanced. Yeah. So it means that like a few of my guys had grapnel launchers. Mm-hmm. So they were zipping about the battlefield. Like, like, spi- like Spider-Man in power armor. Yeah. So in, in the end, the, the, the Space Wolves won. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, we just sort of called it at a point. And we're saying <laughs> like they, they just kind of stuffed the remaining guardsmen into their lockers type Oof. of thing, you know. <laughs> Delightful. Yeah, yeah. Back in your locker, nerd. Yeah. No, it, it looks fun. I, I've, I've had a crack at it. Uh, I'm uh, kind of tempted to get some sort of Nurgle. It's a very low investment. Go. That's the yeah. other thing. So all these people were, I can't afford that. Uh, yeah, it's not that bad. No. Like, you probably. 
if you were running Imperial Guard, for instance, mm-hmm. you just need a box for Imperial Guard. Yeah, and that's it. And then may- maybe a commander, because they've yeah. now added commanders in. Um, but you could just, if you wanted, add more guardsmen in as yeah. well. So, really clever system. Uh, I just love the fact that Games Workshop are continually exploring ways of making the hobby more accessible. Yeah, because not everyone has got the time, money, or inclination to invest in a full army. Yeah, as cool as that is. Yeah, and, and we we do love seeing that. Like mm-hmm. I fully, you know, we go every so often to common ground games for yeah. big ridiculous battles with six thousand points aside. Yeah, and that's great fun. But like you say, it's the you, you're pretty much allocating a day for something Aye. like that. Um, whereas kill team, you can play in about forty five minutes. Yeah, so so that no, that's good stuff. And with that, shall we bring things to a close? Yeah. I, I feel like this might be the one that gets us hate mail for my comments. For, on what about about vehicular combat? Well, specifically, um, sp- specifically your comments about the dog fights in Star Wars. I'm considering writing you a strongly worded letter. So yeah. Anyway, I I, I can't be the only one. I'm sure you're not, but you know, people are very people are seldom wrong by themselves. Right. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Hi there, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. This is Ewan Bowers for the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast, executive producer. Uh, <laughs> I believe that's my tale. I believe I put enough into the Patreon. You too can put money into the Patreon. It's highly recommended. It helps these guys out. But if you're too cheap, there's always the Twitter. And the uh, the Facebook page, you can get those on uh, just searching Unlucky Frog Gaming. And there's also a website, www.unluckyfrog.com. I want to be a producer. You can't. We, we, there can only be one producer, Tom. Tom.